Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their warhammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Roughhouse Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Roughhouse Podcast, episode number 352. Recording date, Sunday, December 17, 2023. Hello, I'm Marty. Good day to you. I almost <laughs> <laughs> Good day to you, especially. Oh, uh, thank and you. Good day to uh, all of our uh, wonderful dozen listeners out there. Appreciate you all clicking and giving it at least 30 seconds to count a spin. That's yes. uh, the yeah, bare that's, minimum you guys could do for us. That That is that is the key part in all of this. I'm Chris, right? by the way. Hi. Yeah. 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 Uh, hello, Chris. Christoph, whatever the fuck I'm going. I don't even know. It changes. <laughs> I don't even know my name. It's bizarre. Maybe that's maybe that's a big 2024 thing for you. Decide who Settle. you are. <laughs> well, <laughs> boy, if you knew, uh, <laughs> I've been wrestling with that for years. And um, it is a wrestling podcast, by the way. Hey, the king uh, of the segue, Marty Day. I've uh, been a while since I've had a decent segue on here. I haven't that's really right. uh, been, been living up to my name. Uh, this is going to be the last Roughhouse podcast of 2023. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um did i get too excited too excited for that as uh as the next two weeks are, are filled with holiday celebrations and whatnot uh we will be taking the two weeks off then we'll be back uh whatever day that is jan 6th oh my god is oh, it no. Jan 6th? oh no oh no we're a very special retrospective episode of the rough house we've booked chris jericho's wife and nikita lyons to join us <laughs> well, so We'll be like the speaker. We'll make sure to blur their faces in the video version available <laughs> only on Patreon. Uh, goodness, yeah. Chris. Um, yeah. You know, this, it is the end of the year. Uh, we're we're not quite toward rumble season. So we're just kind of still, you know, putting out the chessboard and figuring out who's going to be where and all that fun stuff. Uh, we've got the last few moments of the Continental Classic coming up this week into yes. the World's End pay-per-view. Uh, on the 30th. Uh, but hey, let's go ahead and start with this company, as we often do. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, them. the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. So CM Punk's had quite a week, Chris. I mean, wow. Another show kicked off with CM Punk talk. This is my yes. dream. Yeah. I'm so yeah. happy. We, we so thought happy. we this were is, done with him. So happy this is still going strong. yep uh so punk was on raw on monday where he officially joined the raw brand and declared for the royal rumble yeah uh so he's (laughs) gonna do that he uh had a confrontation with seth rollins which was uh, the biggest ratings moment of the evening and then on tuesday he hung out at nxt all day long yeah a lot of selfies a lot of selfies now just for fun I'm going to share the internet conspiracy theory. Oh, God. All right. Do, please. do you want to hear the internet conspiracy theory? Uh, and, and, he's going to usurp uh, HBK as the head oh, of. Oh, uh, that's already out there as just a thing that he okay. would like to be the guy to replace Sean. 
I mean, Sean's only been there a couple of years at this point. I know, right? Um, <laughs> apparently, if you look at all of the selfies he posted, and I did not do the due diligence to check oh, all no. of them, just what people have shared. You're saying AJ Lee should be worried. His left hand is hidden in most of them. Oh, so he's injured. No, left hand. Oh, the, there's no wedding ring. Yeah, that's the theory. Something's going on there. I think it's I think it's bullshit. I think the internet is just, you know, being the internet in this. But I was just like, hmm, that's interesting. Because he was spending a lot of time with the women. Uh, I don't know if he got them Starbucks gift cards like he apparently did the AEW women's locker room. <laughs> he was hanging out with Look, a lot of women. The guy's name is Chick Magnet Punk. Okay. That's, that's you know, or Charles Montgomery. I guess yeah, depending whatever, on how you look at it. Whatever you way you're talking about him here uh yeah sure i mean it would be you know we haven't seen or heard a lot from if anything from aj lee uh good old april uh yeah as he called her or calls her um Mm -hmm. in quite some time um you know it's it, it there, I guess there could be some credence to uh, to the rumor there. Uh, maybe some clear possible revival there. Um, yeah. That you know he would be a fortunate son to uh, you know go into NXT and scoop up the uh, you know start start uh, start anew with Cora Jade instead yeah. of uh, instead of AJ. I mean, guy has a type for sure. He he, he definitely does. He was hanging out with a bunch of them yeah. on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm also getting this. Okay, so I think it's definitely like a PR move. It, it is one thousand percent. Oh, look, people who listen, and and what have you. Hmm. Um, I'm I'm also kind of getting this guy who didn't stop hanging out with the high schoolers vibe with him being there. Well, <laughs> I mean, I I, I, I get that there's a fine line between the guy who won't leave and also being the guy who is, you know, trying to pass down knowledge. Right. Yeah. In this business, there's definitely that. Yeah. Yeah. So but. I, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit much. Um, it's just too much of this guy. This is yeah, just what I'm yeah, saying. It's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a lot of him going on right now. Um, elsewhere in the WWE world, uh, Randall Keith Orton, who officially signed to SmackDown a uh, week before last, uh, he uh, has set up things with Roman Reigns. It looks like it's going to be Roman versus Orton at the Royal Rumble, a match we certainly have never seen before. <laughs> but hey, uh, at, at this point, who do you put in front of Roman that isn't kind of just shooting yourself in the foot? I mean, yeah, Orton can take a loss and yeah. not, uh he's Randy Orton. You know, yeah. I guess he's he's probably the longest tenured guy on their roster now, right? I mean, obviously there have been gaps and injuries. And yeah, such, but yeah. But if you think, I mean, he never left, so he didn't even have like yeah. a, a, a period of time where he wasn't there. Like, God, when did he start? Like 2001, 2002? It's been 20 plus years for sure. I mean, yeah. H is there, obviously, but he's not active roster. Yeah, uh, I mean, John Cena's been in and out the last year plus. Yeah, but the strike's but, over, so he's, yeah, he's, so he's back he's, to m- making shitty movies with Allison Brie. <laughs> God, that movie's bad. Yeah, not good, not good. Oh, and, and also showing up at the red carpet for the Iron Claw. Yeah, taking a nice photo with MJF. Which underlines how fucking small MJF is. It's true. Did not, did not recognize that. Uh, also at the Iron Claw premiere this week, 
a WWE star who was in the news herself, Liv Morgan, <laughs> was at the show. And then yeah. I don't know if it was immediately after because the timelines could sync up. She then got busted for possession of pot in Florida, which I don't know how you get to be the one that gets caught for that in Florida. I just assume that's a thing in Florida. I know it's not legal in Florida, but I just right. assume if in Florida you have a gun on you and you have weed on you at all times. And there's an alligator in your trunk, most yeah, likely. 100%. Yeah, 100%. It's just Florida things. So <laughs> they have instead of the club. They have car gators. <laughs> just, it's their thing. Yeah. But sure. uh, yeah, Liv, Liv got popped for that. Um, it's an enchanted had, weapon. Had a, uh, a mug shot, which all the worst people on the internet responded to the way that you would expect. Um, apparently <laughs> that, no heat on her. Count, did that count my response to, to you? I wasn't going to bring it up. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you called out everybody else and I was kind of in that group. I, I, I mean, like, I, didn't, I didn't post it online, but you yeah, know, yeah, I, I, I like you though. Chris. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's a key difference here. Um, look kind of hot. But yeah, no, no heat on her. I, I guess we know a little bit more about what's growing at the farm she and Bo Dallas have. So oh, that's still that so weird up. to me, isn't it? Though it's so weird. Like Bo is a weird looking dude, and oh, yeah. look, this is coming from me. <laughs> I am fully self aware that I am a fucking goblonic troll over here. Uh, <laughs> but man, oh man, what the shit is that all about? He and does when's have this coming up. Yeah, huh? exactly. He does have this vibe that like his soft spot didn't form correctly. And uh, <laughs> he, he was, you know, a, a helmet kid for a little while. So oh, boy. Yeah. Which would explain so much. And the bow belly um, and everything, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, random aside while we're in the WWE section. Sure. Yeah. Better belly, Corbin belly or bow belly. Uh, well, bow belly, I love alliteration, so mm, it, it mm-hmm, comes to mm-hmm. my brain quicker, but in terms of like, you know, if you, it looked like a, a sad face yeah. did Corbin's belly, uh, yeah. I think, you know, old corpulent Corbin, which I tried to make happen, which never people that were, as Justin speaks about on the soapbox, we're a very uneducated lot us yeah. Americans here and people don't know what the word corpulent means. Strong so. word to use with pro I mean, wrestling fans. Yeah. Those yes. who, and, and again, uh, Schlegel soapbox. Uh, if you're on our Patreon, you can check that out. Another whirlwind edition with Justin. Uh, we do kind of touch on this, uh, <laughs> a, a fandom that basically in every single image of a continental classic, uh, bracket, just constantly post hundreds of times. I don't understand this. What is this even supposed to be? I, and, and I, I, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think that they are wrong in that it is convoluted for an American pro wrestling audience. Cause the next closest thing that <clears throat> anyone, like when you see people, you know, the AEW stands versus the WWE stands arguing the best example anyone can come up with. It's just like the league system in soccer one. No, it's not <laughs> two. I've been watching soccer for a year and I couldn't fucking tell you how it works. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a whole, yeah. Paul, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but you know, yeah. it, it's the, the foot, the footy, uh, the football is not, uh, I don't, I don't fucking get it. Like I watched the Wrexham show, which, you know, that's just yeah, a Ryan show. Reynolds project for me. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, to me, because I've watched multiple G ones, I'm like, it's just fucking add numbers together. It's really not that difficult, but 
I understand that, again, my goblonic troll ass in my basement on my internet purchase microphone, a little too plugged in, more so than uh, than most people. And it's also a very easy thing for uh, WWE stands and uneducated people to pounce on. <laughs> so I get it. Well, uh, you know, when we get into the AEW section, I'm just going to read the mathematical breakdowns that cage side seats posted for this final week. Oh, of action. I mean, I loved G one math, like Dave uh, Meltzer trying to figure out G one math in his head, you know, yeah. live on air. Like that's, that's some quality entertainment right there. So yeah, please. I, I am with bated breath yeah. waiting for uh, CC math. But uh, on that similar topic in terms of making fans understand sort of a different match, did you hear about what was taped before SmackDown this week? Buh. Oh, is this like the speed match thing? Yes. Uh, they had this new concept called WWE Speed. And uh, well, the, the working a- title was WWE, the bus that couldn't slow down. <laughs> slow down. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. Um, <laughs> Why set me up? If you don't want me to do that. Um, so it looks like it's something that they're shopping around. There was a logo that was displayed and, and, and all that fun stuff. Is this just uh, a rebranding of the two Oh five live division? <laughs> Cause well, all those matches were under four minutes, right? Well, not, not set to be because, uh-huh. uh, and, and you're going to love this. Uh, there's a point system. Um, there's oh, a geez. five minute time limit to the match and there's okay. a five minute countdown clock that appears on the video wall during sure. the match. Okay. Um, they taped uh, Axiom against Cedric Alexander and Bronson Reed against Nathan Frazier. So they're going to the nerds. And uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be the winner of the match receives one point. The okay. loser of the match is docked one point. And if the bout goes to a five-minute time limit draw, no points are awarded or deducted. It's just a push. Okay. I don't know how this is supposed to work out without seeing, you know, everyone else involved, but I, right. I did think it was pretty funny in a week where more people than ever have been like, Oh, you know, I don't even understand how this tournament's going to end. And how is this guy going to end up going against this guy again? If they beat each other and all that fun stuff. Meanwhile, WWE's like, you know what? We need an entire show built around numbers. Let's go yeah, for it without releasing a bracket or a, a scorecard or, <laughs> or anything or anything. Yeah. That's uh Sure. Why not? Yeah. I uh, wish him the best of luck with it, though. Um, I don't. I- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hit another button. <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling. A quiet period of time for them because we are in the uh, you know pre-Wrestle Kingdom doldrums. Um, two bits worth noting from this week. One. Okay. They announced the title that the Will Ospreay, John Moxley, David Finley triple threat will be held for. Okay. It will be a new title. Of course it is. The IWGP Global Championship. Okay. So then this is an official retiring of the US slash UK. And it's not intercontinental. They, they didn't bring that back. And... So new IWGP is the world title, which makes me wonder what the real difference is between the world and the global. Well, IWGP is International Wrestling Grand Prix. So, right. you know, if it's an international title, then it's... Well, if I they're don't... all international, why... why? 
do they need to be called what they're called? Oh, it's fucking. What I'm getting at is, I don't know. I can't make sense. You asked me to make sense of wrestling. David Finley is about to win a useless, useless piece of metal, which Good for him, you know, we, we wish him the best. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Um, but also announced this week is New Japan, along with multiple promotions in Japan, uh, have formed an organization called United Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay, this is and, interesting. Yes, and this is uh, an industry group designed to, quote, further the presence of pro wrestling and its cultural merit in Japanese society at large, allow professional wrestling to contribute further to cultural and sporting sectors, and work toward continued health and prosperity of the industry. Uh, Apparently, this is spinning out of COVID, as they recognize that they needed to sort of have each other's backs. And uh, in turn, they want to start sort of lobbying the government as a group, which, different, I'll give them that. I mean, but um, for what? Uh, that's that's a great question. Um, <laughs> so it, it sounds like it's going to be uh, it, a mixture of things to be able to um, work with the government in case there is another COVID-like scenario. So they have sort of funding to continue to have events or at least to carry them along through said period. But the one thing I thought was interesting is um, – include uh, this is just randomly from the press release um they're going to be sharing resources and practices including those related to wrestler health and safety such as the provision of financial support for wrestlers while injured and to offer compliance training group members will also consolidate event data for historical archive purposes Okay, so insurance for a pension for wrestlers? Certainly thing? sounds like it. And I don't know what event data means. It, like, are they going to be showing each other their books? Or is this going to be like, oh, we have access to each other's videos now? Like, I, I don't know what this is supposed to mean. Um, My but- burning question is there in this, uh, you know, charter or whatever, a contingency plan for a Godzilla attack? <laughs> Because you know, I, I I haven't seen one. He's fucking um, everywhere now. So. Yeah, he's fucking taking over to the U.S. box office, too. Yeah. Um, but uh, the companies involved, New Japan, as mentioned, All Japan Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling, Noah, DDT Pro Wrestling, Gambare Pro Wrestling, Big Japan Pro Wrestling, Dragon Gate, Stardom, and Tokyo Joshi Pro. So basically all the ones people in the U.S. know. Right. Um, yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to have a joint show on May 6th which will be held under the United Japan Pro Wrestling banner. So we could see some interesting matchups or, as you and I were texting about this week, a bunch of multi-man tag matches. Yes, the most likely sort of thing. I think it's fascinating. I don't know what the whole perception of unions is in that country. Yeah, I know how they're seen here, uh, depending on where you land on it. It's either the greatest thing ever or the most horrible thing to ever happen to society. Full stop. Well, there's a direct correlation to the amount of money in your bank account for that one. I think. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, but this does start to feel like a pro wrestling union. Yeah. Yeah, uh, not I to mean, be confused with the short-lived test McFoley and other staple. <laughs> or the Union Underground, who did the uh, Across the Nation theme the, for Monday Night Raw. The greatest Monday Night Raw theme of all time. Hands down. Um, yeah, it's it, 
it's an interesting idea. I don't know if this is going to really be anything beyond that show in May. Um, I would love to find out, you know, six months, a year from now, like all these things that they were able to accomplish for the industry sure, in Japan. Yeah. You would never see anything like this in the States. Oh God. No. I mean, Billy Corgan's going around the country hat in hand, asking people to join the NWA. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's people where it responding, is. Wait, easy. E died forever ago. How is this still <laughs> a thing? Can we use that word now? I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I that's going to work is out. Gone. He's pretty sure he did. Well, you know, he has, he had the he was allowed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I I think this is something to keep an eye on next year. If this actually does become, you know, an active business lobbying organization it could really change how pro wrestling works in Japan and maybe, you know, set up sort of a blueprint for companies in the States. If they so choose. Japan also has a head start because pro wrestling is seen as like a more uh, socially acceptable and viable sport over there way more so than it is over here. It was like, you know, something that happens in Walmart's in Chattanooga or some shit, which (laughs) it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I remember exclusively that, but those guys prior to COVID, it went viral because they had uh, crazy spot monkey matches in Walmart's. Yeah. This shit was great. Uh, but over here, you know, we get reality shows like, you know, Wrestling with Death, where it's about a funeral parlor family uh, uh, operating a wrestling organization as well. And I miss that fucking show. It's great. Yeah. Right. Hey, uh, it, <laughs> it was a fun idea for a show, and I don't know why it's uh, not a thing anymore. But yeah, uh, this, this could be very interesting. We'll keep an eye on it. And if anything happens, we'll let you know. Um, my gut instinct is this is really not going to be a huge to do. Yeah. It just sounds like one, but you know, I, I could be very wrong. Um, I've never known that to happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm always right. Chris. Yeah. I'm always right. Yeah. AEW this week had a lot going on. Uh, possibly the, the most important bit of news actually comes down to the fact that there was a pretty big injury announced. Yeah. Kenny Omega taking to Twitter on Friday night photo of himself laid up in uh, a hotel or not hotel hospital room uh, and hospital gown uh, telling the world that he is dealing with diverticulitis. The same thing that Brock Lesnar went through in his UFC days. Uh, No indication of the severity, no indication of the treatment plan, no indication of when he's going to be back. Basically, he's just like, I'm lucky I got to the hospital when I did. I'm going to be gone for a while. I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. Um, definitely kind of a blow to whatever they were planning for the tag titles and that sort of thing. Though, as we'll talk about, we're going to dynamite maybe for the best. Yeah. Um, I, I hope for the best for Kenny Omega. I don't know how long this has been a thing for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, just last week he was working Ethan page and what was a shockingly good match with Ethan page. Yeah. Um, he's had a banner year, you know, the, the matches with Osprey, the Takeshita match at, uh, all out, um, you know, 
the the guy has had a really strong year coming back from injury, coming yeah. back from you know the hernias, uh, the, the hernias, and everything else. But I guess he just you know he hit the wall, and uh, the the wall of course uh, cannot of be Jericho. Stopped. Yes. <laughs> I ran into the wall of Jericho. I did see someone in the, in the quote tweets. It was just like, man, some people do anything to get out of a Chris Jericho angle. <laughs> hey, you know what? I I wish no ill will upon Kenny, uh, but man, if, there, if this may be a blessing in disguise, yeah, <laughs> that we don't have to suffer the golden jets anymore. Hopefully when they, when he comes back, uh, that's, that's long since forgotten. What is going to be interesting, though, is we, uh, for the first time since, you know, a whole bunch of people were suspended from Brawl Out, we will have an AEW, in theory, without the Elite for a while. Because the Bucks are taking their random time off so they can come back as heels. Yeah. Kenny's out indefinitely. And I'm pretty sure the end of show angle on Wednesday is to put Paige out for a while. Oh, yeah. That's right. He got to put through the windshield there. Yeah. Um, less. Yeah. <laughs> as far as we it. know. Crime a river. Um, <laughs> so we're going to have, even though they all just re-signed, by the way, like yeah. these multi-year big money deals, we're going to have no elite in all elite wrestling for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, maybe that's a good, it could end up being a good thing. Yeah. They certainly have people who are ready to step up into those spots. Yeah. Um, It it is kind of interesting given the storyline that Hangman Page is going to be gone and Swerve definitely is getting pushed to the moon. Yeah. So maybe Swerve really is going to take Hangman Adam Page's spot. Yeah. And Uh, you know what? Honestly, there's an argument to be made that the elite really hasn't been, you know, they've been around and a part of storylines, but they haven't been the main storyline in in AEW in quite some time. Yeah. It's certainly been uh, quite a while since uh, they've been, you know, the the biggest thing. I think the closest was, uh, God, blood and guts maybe. But even then that felt like such a a rushed last minute thing um, that it it was not, you know, this big to do like, so they had brawl out. They were gone. Mm-hmm. They were brought back, and it felt like the general move was all right. Let's be quiet and not stir up anything. So they had right. the trios belts, and they did all that. But really, the only one who's had something of note in the past year beyond recently, Page with his feud with Swerve, is Kenny Omega, and that's with the uh, the Osprey stuff. Yeah, which so. was great, and you know, puts the rubber match down the road, kicks that can. Yeah, even further down the road. Yeah. Um, But in terms of Dynamite this week, uh, we did have a whole bunch of Continental Classic matches. We were live in Arlington, Texas. And I got to be honest, Chris, maybe it was me. Okay. Maybe I had an off week. This show didn't do a lot for me. Even stuff that I thought I would enjoy didn't really fire on all cylinders for me. Are you talking action or are you talking uh, storyline or vignettes Front or just the back. whole thing? Like, again, there were some good Continental Classic matches, which we'll talk about. But stuff that I thought I'd enjoy, I, I really wasn't into. You know, show kicks off with a promo train, which, you know, for me is always kind of an ick. I'm not a big, big fan same. of it. Even if it's, you know, Joey Samoe and Hangman Page and, and all of that. It's not my thing. It's not something I like because they also did the thing where, okay, 
Joe wants to go against the random devil guys. Paige comes out, gets up in his shit. So this leads to Roddy Strong coming out so they can do the Roddy Strong Hangman Page match that was scheduled and just yeah. Aubrey's out there and the match has started. Right. Like, I I don't much care for that. Uh, and then we had Adam Page against Roddy Strong. I thought they gave it their all, but you okay, bud? Yeah. Okay. Uh, just do a math. Okay. Uh, thought they gave it their all. I thought that, you know, the match was objectively fine. The crowd did not seem to care. And I really didn't get invested in it with two guys who in ring, I really enjoy. Yeah. I mean, just, I feel like Roddy is just kind of a fucking anchor. Yeah. A little bit, you know, and I, again, I, the yelling Samoa, you know, just to yell somebody's name. It sounds stupid. Uh, mm-hmm. Just yell Joe. I mean, his name's Joe. Samoa is just like, I know he goes by Samoa Joe, but it's yeah. more of a modifier than his actual fucking name. It right. just sounds stupid. And I feel like, you know, this whole fucking thing with the devil that has just been all these different fucking threads of plot. Um, and none of them are really clicking. Yeah, they they need to absolutely just pull up and end this fucking thing at World's if End. If it's yeah, if it's not revealed at World's End, I am going to complain about it heartily on our yes, next podcast. Will we come back? Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. But then we went into Continental Classic action. Andrade El Idolo against Brody King. Thought this match was very very good. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't necessarily say it was the best match either guy had in the tournament, but it was one of those matches with two guys who I've never seen go against each other. Yeah. So my expectations weren't necessarily high. So whatever they delivered, if it was at a high standard, which this was, was really, really good. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about how Birdie King has been made uh, in this tournament to be a bigger threat and yes. a more important member of the AEW roster. I dare say that this has really sort of restored some shine to Andrade. Uh, the problem being, of course, is it might just be in time for him to leave. Yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, he's come off like a big star in this. Um, just, you know, would I say it was as good as the top tier matches of the tournament so far? Maybe not. But I thought it was very good. Uh, yeah, I didn't have any complaints with it. I wasn't actively, you know strolling through my phone or whatever i was i was i was into it but yeah it, it was you know and that's the issue with you know like that, there was that one year that i watched every g1 match yeah yeah uh and and you know and super into it and rating them and you know there are just there are good you know, three and a half star matches that happen you're like okay yeah that was a good match and yeah. then it's just completely forgotten and this was kind of that yeah yeah in uh another time in another year, in another scenario, if yeah. this match happened in a vacuum, it'd be like, oh, you know, that was really good. But both guys have had better matches in the tournament. And right. that's that. Uh, Andrade ends up winning. So uh, he's now at nine points. Uh, and then we had Renee Paquette backstage with the Von Erics. Uh, you had Ross and Marshall fresh off of a stint in MLW and Kevin Von Erick fresh off of a stint of being uh, Donald Sutherland and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, wow. <laughs> this, 
He looked and sounded like absolute hell, Chris. I How old is he? Do we know? That is a great question. Kevin because... Von Erich. Let's let's ask the internet. Kevin Von Erich. Kind of he kind of looked like when the when the jackass guys will put Tony Hawk in like old person makeup. <laughs> you know what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> or Let's be honest, Tony Hawk now. <laughs> well, I, I didn't want to throw Tony Hawk under the bus. I'm just he's saying great. he's doing fucking supplement ads now. Like, yeah, I know. he's admitted where he is in life. Sure. Um, hey, make your money. Six years young. Uh, 56? 66. Six, okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was to say, that's a rough 56. But yeah, it was so weird. Right? It was like, oh, you know what? Uh, the Von Eriks are here and... Uh, Kevin, you must be really excited to be back here in Texas and in a locker room. And I'm pretty sure all he just said was <laughs> and Dan Housen and the best friends pop up and they're like, uh, we're going to have an eight man tag against no one who we mention at all yeah. uh, on Rampage. Uh, how about you, Von Eriks, join us instead of the fact that there's actually four of us already, two of whom are tag specialists, specialists rather yeah. in the company you know, let's just get these other guys. Also, um, which was pointed out online, you know, you put the Von Eriks associated with Danhausen, a guy who is uh, known for giving curses. And, you know, Von Erich family, certainly not without his trials and tribulations, as you will see in the upcoming movie, The Iron Claw, in theaters next weekend. Um, so, yeah, that's certainly an interesting choice. And it was also interesting that you just mentioned The Iron Claw. Yes, I did. Yes, you mentioned it. I did, yes. And I had a thought just hit me while I was about to, to get into this. So there were there were multiple ads throughout Dynamite for the movie. Okay. I can't recall if they actually mentioned that it was the Von Erics in those ads or if it was more like, you know, right. each thing. Because it was a commercial break. I wasn't paying that much attention. I just went, oh, that's Rush. Oh, okay. That's uh, the ad for uh, the Iron Claw. Is it kind of fucked up to do a promotional appearance for a movie that is about the greatest tragedy tragedy to be beholden to your brothers ever? Like uh, a movie uh, about the hell that was your life. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's it's a great question, and yeah. you know, if they weren't in Texas for this dynamite, then yeah. it would really seem out of place. Yeah, yeah. I think them being in Texas certainly made it okay. Well, they're they're local heroes, and it's a family that is you know worshipped amongst the gods in Texas. You know, it's Davy Crockett and the Von Erics. You know, that's uh, that's that's the the hierarchy of folk legend in Texas, right? In my head canon, at least. Um, yeah. So yeah, I. It, the whole thing's weird. And you would also think yeah. that they would mention the movie on the show. Mm -hmm. You would think that there would be, you know, a, like if, if I'm a 24, the mm -hmm. company releasing the movie and I'm buying advertising time during a pro wrestling show, I would cut a different promo spot that sure. focuses on the wrestling and mentions the Von Erics. And it's not just your typical 32nd promo yeah. for a movie coming out. 
Hey, pro wrestling fans, do you want I mean, to cry this Christmas? I, I don't necessarily need that, but yeah, you know, yeah. there's it, it, editors are clever, and there's a True. way to edit. You know, you re-edit some of the the promos and commercials that are airing to appeal directly to the pro wrestling nerds, especially because also their world champion is in this movie, and, and I, the producer on it. And it would have been very easy to go, you know what? MJF is hurting after last week being taken down by the devil and his minions. But while he's healing up, why don't you send him some positive vibes and check him out on the big screen? Like it, it, there's an easy transition there. If Excalibur can, and God bless him for doing so. If he can start running through the mathematical analysis of what happens in the continental classic, he can go a 24 presents. Right. Iron Claw in theaters Friday, December 22nd. Like pretty, pretty odd how there it's being handled or was handled. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not quite sure. Um, But we'll, we'll see what happens because the Von Erics were well all over AW television after this, provided you consider Ring of Honor AW television as well, which no reason not to. Well, and Um, Rampage when the match happened. Right. Uh, Then we had, I'm going to say it the worst segment in AEW history. Uh, I'm, I'm, man, I'm, I'm hard pressed thinking of, I know there have been segments that we've hated vehemently on this show. Yeah. My hungover brain is not coming up with any <laughs> examples at the moment. The only other one I could think of that was this bad was, uh, what was Brandy's spooky cult group called? The oh, Nightmare. she was like cutting the hair with, yeah. Um, awesome Kong. And, um, yeah. Nell, I think was her name. Uh, but yes, were, yes, yes. I thought you said Nell at first. I'm like, no, uh, yes. I don't remember uh, Jodie Foster showing up. <laughs> Jodie Foster speaking That's, twin language. Yes. Yeah, I don't uh, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, MJF? Have a heel. <laughs> That's for you, Justin. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Never wanted to shy away from a Nell reference on Justin Schlegel. Uh, yeah, whatever. The Nightmare collective what the fuck sure it doesn't matter it doesn't matter (laughs) we have a reason now that kenny was fucked up when he went and did the yes in retrospect he certainly seemed fucked up as he got lost every few seconds yeah he he was a little loopy he might have been on uh some kind of pain medication um which (sighs) i mean now now i'm curious as to the level of disclosure Kenny had about this injury with TK ahead of time, um, mm-hmm. whether he was, you know, it was known that he was muscling through something. Um, it, obviously we've seen people hopped up on pain meds on, on pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> many, many times in the past. Yeah, Shawn Michaels, 1996 to 2001. I yeah. Mean, so it's, it's not nothing new to the business uh, yeah. at all, but you know, uh, I, I want. I'm curious to know what Tony knew and why they still continued with the angle and yeah. booking the match and yeah. instead of you know, if Kenny was reassuring him, no, 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 I'll be okay. We'll get through the match and then I'll go away or something like that. Um, but then it just became too much. Or if Tony had no idea until he got out there, and you know, there's a possibility where. Kenny gets back stage from doing that promo and Tony's like, the fuck was that, bro? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I don't know. My stomach hurts. Can I go to the emergency room? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's weird. It, it sucks that he is dealing with this and is going away for a while. But again, 
if this ends the Golden Jets, uh, then it's a happy misfortune. And thank God for that, because this promo was just filled with so many of the things I hate. God bless Ricky yeah. Starks for trying to make any of this work. He did. He put his best effort in. But it was filled with, you know, dumb nicknames from Jericho, inside references that, that became very outside references. Yeah, Shout I don't out. need Enzo Amore being referenced on AEW programming oh, in the year no. of our Lord 2023. Neither do I. Uh, what, let's bring up the firm. Like, right. It, it was also that thing that I believe Jericho wrote about in his book that if you make your opponents meaningless and seem yes. like shit, it means nothing when you beat them. And right. he just was fucking whirlwind dunking on them and referencing Billy Starks to a crowd who doesn't know who that is. She right. might have been inventing a pay-per-view in a few days, but no one knows who she is. <laughs> um, yeah, it just was. I felt uncomfortable. Like I felt embarrassed. Right. for all four guys as and, this was happening. And much like a lot of Chris Jericho's segments, it went way too long. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not great. Um, Tony storm came out to do commentary for the next match. Uh, Tony storm is very fun on commentary. I will, I will, I will say give her that. the level of commitment to the character yes. and the, the, I guess, improvisational skills of, you know, answering a valid question in character on the fly. Yes. Quite impressive. Very impressive. Um, only wish was for a better match. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Ruby Soho. Ruby, when she came, uh, came into AEW, what was it? Uh, all out to uh, 2021. I think. Yeah. yeah well, there was a night of a thousand debuts. Yes. Um, she had, you know, vim, vigor, excitement. Yeah. Uh, the crowd was into her. Um, I mean, the outcasts is probably the problem because well, since yeah. then just dog shit performances in the ring and the crowd doesn't care. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's not even, Oh, she's a heel and they don't like her. Like they don't give a shit. And there's also this, some weird, like romantic angle with, Fucking 2.0 guy too. Yeah, yeah. With the, the triangle with oh, Anna J. Or yeah. I don't. I don't even. I don't. I don't care to know what's happening there. Nice. Uh, but it is happening. I, I mean, it's more of a rampage thing. I think. But <laughs> yep. In the um, rampage zone. You know, I, I think. I think you nailed it. It's the outcast, the, the uh, albatross hanging yes. over Ruby. So she doesn't have the rancid theme. You know, and that I feel like. That was the core of the character. Yep. She was, she was theme song over. No, unfortunately. No, 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 but you know, she, with the vest and the song and like the energy of the intro, it was, it was the full package. Now, you know, the outcast theme is fucking lame and she comes out and she kind of looks like she doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Uh, what, what I think of, even though it is on a very different level, because much bigger star that had uh, a, a much bigger negative impact when they made this move. Um, Steve Austin becoming heel Austin, becoming yeah. the leader of the invaders and, and all that other shit. Um, there was the period of time where he had the entrance music that wasn't the breaking glass. It, you know, I think ultimately they went back to him coming out to this disturbed version is heel right. Austin, but he had like this weird music for like, I don't know, six, seven weeks that no one really knew who was coming out nor yeah. cared, even though yeah. it was, one of the hottest people in pro wrestling history. Yeah. Everyone I mean, just was like, eh, I, 
I guess that's what's happening now. I don't know this. I don't know this noise for him. The glass shatters is just so iconic and yeah. it's going to get a reaction either way, face yeah. or heel. So yeah. it, it makes no sense to have changed that, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, I, I never thought that, that the uh, Ruby Soho theme was uh, great after the chorus. Like she comes out, you know, the, the chorus is how right. it starts for her entrance. Just sure. big energy people. When she was a face, it made sense. People yeah. get hype. People get into it. Taz starts singing. It's great. Yeah. And then you get in the <laughs> ring and it's like the verse part where there's not a lot of instrumentation and just it's fucking Tim Armstrong going, him and he and him and him and him and him like <laughs> yeah it could have been a creative edit of that of, yeah you know. yeah just loop the chorus man or, just, yeah, loop the chorus but have some of the guitar work in there to, to go through like you know you give me a couple minutes with the with those audio yeah. files and I'll, I'll get something playable for you but but the outcast's entrance music is just such low tier jobber on wwe velocity shit yeah. like it yeah. is it is not good and and for someone who I don't think she plays a good heel. It yeah. just to tie back to a, a, another Schlegelism, like the, the presentation is so key here. And they, when you don't come off as important, people will recognize you as unimportant. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's really what brought her down. Um, Riho ended up winning, which of course makes sense because they set up the annual Riho title shot. Yeah. Yeah. They um, had to get it in before, uh, end of year. So. Yeah. Uh, it, it turns out she doesn't get a, a title shot. She can't come back into the U S mm-hmm. so, it's the, the whole thing of her it's, working visa. It's her visa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow had another video package where he said he's going to take down MJF. Uh, Don't Wardlow, care. my dude, MJF was taken down last week. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you can't. After Joey Chestnut eats the final hot dog, you can't start threatening that you're going to win the Nathan's classic for that year. Like uh, it's, that's it's the most Mar- that's the most Marty sentence I've heard in a while. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, but like you you can't do that. Like yeah. it's done. It's done. Like MJF has been taken out. Yeah. You can't then choose to take him out. And it doesn't matter what kind of dramatic music and shot from below sort of production you, you put on it. it. The message is moot. Yeah. And for the love of God, get yourself a high pressure shower head. Cause your hair looks fucking dumb, man. Yeah. It's not helping it's not, out. It's not good. Speaking to someone who is losing his rapidly. Uh, it's, it's not a good look. Um, anyway, uh, the Shino Bolo. <laughs> little bit um <laughs> Roosh beat the shit out of jay lethal in a uh continental classic gold league match yeah um i have i have no notes <laughs> like yeah no Roosh beating the fuck out of anybody is uh, is must see tv for me and man that that guy's chops are just absolutely wicked so good so good i we'll we'll talk about the mathematical options as as i alluded to earlier yeah. uh I, I would love to see Roosh mix it up in the finals. Sure. I, I really would. Um, yeah. Post-match, we got some storyline as it looks like uh, Jay Lethal is uh, going to be walking away from <sighs> these assholes. And um, you know what? Better for it. Anything that gets them on my TV less, I'm fine with. You know, a, a Lethal and Mark Briscoe tag team. Uh, you know what? I, I'm a little, I'd be a little interested in watching that. Call him the double O Briscoe. Let's go for it. <laughs> got no points. Um, but yeah, I, 
we'll, we'll see what they do with him because it's been a lot of nothing. Uh, yeah. and, and, and I recognize I'm, I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth here because I've advocated a lot for the random Jeff Jarrett has a Memphis style match with somebody thing, right. but God, it's done nothing for Jay Lethal. No. And considering when he was brought in, it was like, he was a secret signing at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Nothing. Um, Jay White defeated Mark Briscoe. Very good, as uh, it was for their uh, main event match a few weeks ago in Dynamite before the Continental Classic. Yeah. Um, uh, Mark I, Briscoe countering a Blade Runner with uh, a kung, redneck kung fu chop to the neck is just yes. top tier television. I did hear that the six-man tag, uh, FTR and Mark Briscoe against uh, Claudio, Yuta, and Danielson from Friday was very, very good. I mean... I mean, you would expect it with those guys. The but, only uh, gif I saw from it was uh, FTR bald going to a girl in the front row who was on her phone and being like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Remember, Dax Harwood not gotten to at all. No, no, not at no. All. The thickest of skins on FTR bald. And uh, I was reading a recap of the, the, the post pay-per-view scrum. Yeah. FTR was there for part of it. And it sounds like Dax might be a functional alcoholic by oh, cool. him just talking about drinking in every response. All right. So good on you, Dax. Bottoms up. Good on you. Please talk to Mox. Get on the other side of it. Speaking of Mox, Mox and Swerve Strickland was the main event yeah. of Dynamite. I loved this match. And then the end happened. <laughs> This match was so good. Yeah. It felt like such a big time thing. It felt like, ah, shit, Swerve's getting his moment. He's up in the shit of the ace of AEW. Yeah. He is He is made right here, right now. And he loses to a fucking roll up with his pants belt being held. Like, yeah. What? Mox didn't need the win. No. Like, no. As again, we'll get into mathematically, there are ways for him to still be in the final if you need him to be in the final. Right. Swerve needed this so badly. Yeah. This would have anointed him. So now Swerve's tied with Roosh. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a whole bunch going on because uh, uh, I think uh, no Jay White or now Jay has White. twelve. Uh, we'll, we'll go over the the current results. Yeah. But I liked this match so much, and then. Yeah. A little it, disappointing. A little disappointing. I, I, I also wondered if they were going to do a draw because they haven't done a draw yet. I know. They keep doing the time limit tease. This felt like the great time to do it because sure. you have two guys with momentum that really yeah. shouldn't be stopped right now. Yep. Give them one, one, and then run that as the final. Wish I had a better reason as to why that didn't happen. And then uh, after the uh, the match, we cut backstage, and suddenly it's Monday Nitro. As someone's being beaten down by the NWO and power bombed onto a limo. Uh, and by that yep. I mean the Devil's Henchman beat up Hangman Adam Page, and of course Tony Schiavone screamed, "Fans, we got to go! We'll see you on Thunder." Uh, and then that took us to Thunder on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> uh. As it was Rampage. Um, Look, I'm not going to tell the Rough House listeners to go watch Rampage. I will tell them to watch the last 20 minutes of Rampage. Yes. Big same. Fast forward through everything else. Yes. Uh, The main event of Rampage was Top Flight and Action Andretti against Penta El Zero Miedo 
El Ijo del Vikingo and Commander. This yes. was set up a few weeks ago on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Happened on Rampage. It really didn't make a big to do that. Oh, it's going to be this week on Rampage, which yeah, kind of a bummer. This match absolutely fucking ruled. It was wild as shit. <laughs> if you are the type of person who needs your pro wrestling to feel like a legitimate fight, I'm sorry. Feel this free to skip it. ahead the next few minutes. This ain't um, it. If, if you hated Osprey versus um, Ricochet, Ricochet in New yeah. Japan, this ain't your shit. Yeah. However, because <laughs> if you liked that, yes. guess what? We got three Ospreys and three Ricochets, uh-huh. and they're just doing all the dumb shit for our entertainment. Yes. I have not sat down and watched Dragon Gate in a very long time. What I loved about Dragon Gate were their trios tag matches. It yeah. was nonstop action. It was, you know, full of shenaniganry and, and, and just, you know, segments where you go, who even fucking thinks of that as a transition into that? Right. That's what this match was. Yeah. Dante Martin had his foot on the wrong side of his leg earlier this year. I know. <laughs> and he came back and looks as good, if not better, yeah. than when he got taken out. Bionic man over here. Um, I'll just say, you know, add action, make action Andretti part of Top Flight. I mean, Top Flight doesn't have to be just the Martin brothers. Top yeah. Flight is a name for a, a, a team. Yes. And adding Andretti to it is a great addition. Um, he can do the high-flying stuff. He's he's a, uh, a more stout fellow, but he's got the mm-hmm. little beefiness. He's, he's got yeah. the strength behind him, which is, uh, you know, an, an added thing to there. And, I, I mean, we watched a number of Darius Martin matches while mm-hmm. Dante was out injured. Yeah. It just didn't, it didn't, he, he, he only really kind of clicks when his brother's there and I don't, yeah. and it's not, doesn't have anything to do with Dante specifically. Yeah. Cause like, it's like a psychological and, thing or whatever, yeah. but he like showed up and looked beastly in this. Yes. Um, and Penta coming in as the bruiser and in his, in his Halloween, uh, Taz ripoff gear, uh, that I, you know, orange and black for me, obviously is always a, a winning combination color wise. Um, and, you know, Commander, like we've talked about, you know, really getting the transitions between the the crazy spots together. Vikingo yeah. is just – Vikingo and Dante Martin in there together, it, my jaw was agape. Yeah. Uh, and, and what I thought was really clever was they had some moments through it where it was like, okay, all three guys do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. All three guys dive onto their opponents on the floor. All yeah. three guys do like, you know, the the high kick to the head. Yeah. At the same time. Or, well, that's actually that's actually a thing. Normally that's all at the same time. Yeah. Everyone dives. Everyone does the kick. They like slightly stuttered each one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Staggered. More impact because it was like, oh shit, look at what, uh, you know, Penta did. Look at what Vikingo did. Look at what Commander did. Look at what. Pow, pow, pow. Instead of a bow. Yeah, yeah. You you got three moments instead of one. And it just like, it it made it feel more kinetic. It made it feel more exciting. Um, I feel so bad for those guys that they were the last match of the rampage taping. I know because I am so sure that they had, you know, half of what was there when the show started, run it back on pay-per-view, man. Yeah. Put it on a pay-per-view, put it on dynamite this week. I know it hasn't been announced. It looks like they're doing something else with, uh, uh, action and ready and, and top flight, which we'll talk about in a minute, but I, I could watch this 
give him a best of seven. Let's yeah. just do Let's it. Let's run it back. Let's no, just Penta keep running it back. The annual Penta El Ceramiano best of seven series. You know what? I'm going to say it. If there's anything good that can come out of this whole, again, we'll talk about it in a second, uh, acclaimed top flight and Andretti thing, just move the belts to top flight and Andretti and then yeah. have these two teams battle it out until Phoenix can finally be in a ring again. Right. Uh, yeah. I. I would be all for that. There, there was uh, just there was a sequence where all six men did sequentially uh, apron spots, and it was yeah. just the announcers were losing their shit. Yes, yes, <laughs> and that is one of my favorite things in pro wrestling yeah. when when the announcers like break. Not yeah. in a like it's funny like an SNL style break, like, but like holy shit, what are these guys yeah. doing? Yo, what the fuck am I watching right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite things in wrestling, and you had it there. Like, yeah, Excalibur has been the voice of PWG for years. <laughs> I know yeah. he's seen loopy shit, just show after show after show. They yeah. got him. I know Tony Schiavone is having a fucking renaissance as a commentator right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is full on cucking Kevin Kelly on Saturday nights. And <laughs> during this match was as, as you put it to me, when we were talking, he was in the pocket. Yeah. He was, he was painting the picture with words. He was using his gravitas of being this decades long announcer yeah. to solidify the importance of what we were watching. It's the king of the stick and move, man. He's, yeah. he's just great. He wasn't a Jim Ross who would have absolutely been shitting on oh the match. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tell me where you learn how to do that. Like, yeah. I, I, it would have been terrible. Jericho was bearable for 20 minutes. I know, because he was gushing, too. Yeah. Which, again, I know we're not big fans of Jericho and commentary. No. But you have a guy who has seen and done everything in professional wrestling. Yeah in real time and could not sound more legitimate going. I've never seen anything. Like I know. This. I know. Crazy. There needs to be a video package about this match on Wednesday. Like th- this is something that I legitimately feel like they need to make a lot more out of. Yeah. And maybe that's what they need to do with rampage. Make it the fucking Lucha spot show. Like, Hey man, it, it's, it certainly worked, you know, I'm at random times. It. Cause they did on, you know, they did uh, a few weeks back, uh, for Dea de los Muertos, they did Penta, Commander, and Vikingo. They had yeah. the the Rocky Romero Mystico match. Rampage is a fertile ground to do whatever the fuck you want right now. Yeah, let it make yeah all the flippy doos. Make it all the flippy doos, and you know what? Have your matches go six minutes instead of five, and you're already a step ahead of the speed <laughs> thing. Anyway, last night, yeah, we were back live on TNT. For Collision, mm-hmm. and uh, we had m- more matches this time out of the Blue League for the Continental Classic. I've not yet had a chance to watch the Me show. Either. I'm just going to run through the results so we can talk about what happened. Uh, Claudio defeated Andrade El Idolo. Okay. Um, apparently a very, very good match. And uh, with Claudio winning, he and Eddie Kingston stay alive in the Blue League. Um we also had sort of a uh, smoking gun moment as they pointed out the Thunder Rosa was there at the Spanish announcement. Uh-oh. I thought you were going to say Bart Gunn reunited with Billy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bart's back. Um, Abaddon defeated uh, Jasmine Allure, and this was all about the post-match. Sky Blue officially gave in to the Spookies. 
She's now aligned with Julia Hart. Oh, and uh, uh, of all people, Thunder Rosa pops up to go, yes, I'm ready to win a match now. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a feeling she's had a case of the mirrors the last few months. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so it uh, looks like it's going to be Rosa and Abaddon against Sky Blue and Julia Hart. A case week. of the mirrors. I love it. <laughs> Uh, the acclaimed were backstage. Yeah. Um, with Renee Paquette. Uh, they basically were talking about how they're back and uh, they want revenge against the devil and all that stuff. Top Flight and Andretti challenges them for a trios title match. As they Owens should. accepts. Because so, they won that trios match, by the way. We didn't yeah. even we were, yeah, <laughs> we were we gushing didn't even about the match. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, uh, Dante pinned commander, I think is what happened. Yes. Yes. I believe you're correct. Um, But yeah, uh, put, put the belts on them. Like let's make it a nice little, Oh, it's the, the last collision of the year moment, you know? Um, Then we had orange Cassidy defending the international title against Brian Keith. Probably wondering who is Brian Keith, Brian Keith has been making his name on the indie scene. He's a, he's a Texas boy, which makes sense that he sure. end up being on this set of shows. He was a, uh, an alternate for battle of Los Angeles this year. Okay. Ended up having to fill in. I forgot who got hurt, but really made a big name. They had him on the zero hour show for ring of honor. Uh, he, beat Jack cartwheel who yes, his gimmick is he cartwheels. You know what? I saw a minute long clip of all of his cartwheel based, uh, offense defense. And some yeah. of it's actually pretty impressive. Look, I can't fuck with it. Cause I know I can't do it. Um, <laughs> I just know, you know, the, the cornet heads will hate. Oh this guy. yeah. 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 Uh, but he ended up, uh, uh, Brian Keith because he won ended up being the last guy in the survival of the fittest match for the TV title. Right. Kyle Fletcher, by the way, is your new Ring of Honor TV champion. Yes. Um, interesting choice there. But he was like next to l- last to get eliminated. And then he had this match with Orange Cassidy. Okay. And he came out with a licensed theme, which is uh, a Mike Jones song that he uses on the indies. So I think TK is high on this dude. Okay. And I get it because he's really fucking good. Um, match was apparently very, very good. Uh, they made a big deal of OC showing him respect afterwards. So dude's probably getting signed. All right. Good for him. Yeah. Um, they mentioned that la- uh, yesterday would have been the 44th birthday of Brody Lee. So uh, that was nice. A little solid moment there. there. Um, Miro backstage and considering what happened in real life, maybe not the best diction for his promo oh, no. as he was asking if CJ Perry was poisoning him or if she was poisoning Miro for those who <laughs> might've missed it. CJ Perry was uh, in Mexico this weekend to work CMLL with Andrade seconding him. She got an infection in her finger, which right. spread to the rest of her body. And she's currently laid up in a hospital bed. Yeah. That's not great. Yeah. So not sure what happened there. Um, Commander was for some reason in front of a microphone with Lexi Nair. What? Roddy Strong and the kingdom interrupt. And uh, mm. yeah, uh, we're getting Roddy versus commander at some point. Maybe it was later on the show. I haven't scrolled down. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> they did a whole goofy thing with FTR and house of black. House of, uh, black. 
House of Black said they have no friends. Not even Mark Briscoe will save them. I don't know what that's about. Okay. Um, they had a video package showing Keith Lee defeating Shane Taylor. And Keith Lee mentioned that uh, that Shane Taylor was not the him he'd been calling out. Uh-huh. I know where this goes. So keep that in mind that okay. Keith Lee said that that guy is not the him that he's been calling out the last few weeks. Okay. We had the annual ladies get to bleed match as it was a Texas street fight between Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale against Mercedes Martinez and Diamante. The faces won, but this match had uh, barbed wire, baseball bats, glass stairs, ladders. Oh my plywood boards. Uh, yeah. Um, Chain assisted lariat for Chris Statlander on Diamante gives the faces. Okay. The um, it was announced that Soraya and Riho will be going against each other for the number one contendership on Dynamite uh, on Wednesday. Uh, huh? I don't know why Soraya is in this mix, but it is what it is. Um, there was a pre-tape from Adam Copeland. He wants a no DQ match against Christian at World's End for the TNT title. Okay. Uh, Brian Cage defeated a jobber uh, very quickly. And then they went to commercial when they came back the full mogul embassy backstage with Lexi Nair. Um, Prince not talking about how swerve is going to win the continental classic. And then as they go to leave, Keith Lee stops them and says that Brian Cage should tell him quote unquote, that his patience was running out. We are finally, finally getting to the fireworks factory. The fireworks factory of Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. It only took a year and a fucking half. Jesus. The meme will die. <laughs> Hopefully. Sometimes Tony Khan is a little too internet focused. Sometimes? Okay, a lot of the time, yes. Yeah. I'm glad he finally listened here because yes. it needs to happen. And uh, also, uh, fucking. Swerve needs to win. Sorry. Yes. Keith. Yeah. Um, Eddie Kingston defeated Daniel Garcia uh, in a blue league match. Okay. So Kingston gets to stay alive and Garcia continues to lose. Then the main event was Brian Danielson defeating Brody King in a match Ooh. that I'm going to make the time uh, to watch. Yeah, same. For sure. But let's talk about where we are in the Continental Classic. Yeah. Currently, Blue League, Andrade El Idolo and Brian Danielson tied with nine points. Behind them, Brody King, Eddie Kingston, and Claudio Castagnoli tied with six. Okay. Dino Garcia with the goose egg. Bummer. On the Gold League side, John Moxley with 12. Swerve Strickland and Jay White both with nine. Roosh with six. And of course, Jay Liesel and Mark Brisco- Briscoe Out. with the zeros. And. I'm leaning in on someone else doing the work for me. So I'm just going to read this almost word for word from cage side seats. Here's okay. what it looks like in the blue league. So that's uh, the collision side. Last matches take place this coming Saturday, the 23rd uh, Danielson versus Claudio, which should be fucking should be great. great. Yeah. Andrade versus Eddie Kingston. Okay. And then Brody King versus Daniel Garcia. Okay. Now just off the top of my head feels like, Danielson probably Kingston probably probably. And I guess Daniel Garcia, even though I don't think having Garcia be the, be the guy to beat Brody. Brody. Yeah. Um, But here's how they break it down. The top two ranked blue league uh, wrestlers will advance to the semifinal round and face each other again on the 27th. Okay. If Kingston 
Claudio and King win their respective matches next Saturday. The Blue League will finish in a five-way tie at nine points for everyone not named Daniel Garcia. Wow. For Brian and Andrade, so long as they don't lose their final match, they will advance to the semifinal round. Kingston can advance if he beats Andrade. Brian doesn't lose to Claudio, and Garcia doesn't lose to King. Claudio can advance if he beats Brian, Andrade doesn't lose to Kingston, and Garcia doesn't lose to King. King might be able to advance if he ends up in a three-way for second place with one of Kingston or Claudio or one of Brian or or Andrade, and we're just in full-on G1 math right now. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 exhausting. Yes. Um, of those scenarios, I'm feeling maybe Kingston Andrade is where they're going to end up going. I don't know. Okay. Well, again, if Kingston beats Andrade on Saturday, I guess they can't go against each other. I don't know. <laughs> this is why I don't do this. This is yeah. why I don't do this every year. I just yeah. figure out who I think is going to win the tournament and I move on. Playoff uh, math, G1 math. It's too yes. much. I don't math. Math is not me. I am not math. Then December 20th is coming Wednesday. John Moxley versus Jay White. Swerve versus Roosh. Oh, yeah, that. let's go. And Jay Lethal versus Mark Briscoe as the O's got to go. Um, here's the scenarios. If Mox wins or draws, he advances to the league finals. Okay. The week before World's End. Swerve can be in the finals with a win uh, and then a Mox win or draw, while Jay White needs to beat Mox and have Roosh defeat or draw with Swerve to be in the league finals. Doesn't look good for Jay White. Does not. If Shane Strickland draws, he needs Moxley to beat or draw with Jay White so he can move on. If Switchblade and Mox draw, Jay White needs Swerve to lose to reach the league finals. Even though it was said on Dynamite that Roosh was done, by our math, if he beats Swerve and Moxley beats Switchblade, we have a three-way tie for second, which e- with each man holding a tiebreaker over another at nine points. Hmm. Uh, wins by Jay White and Swerve next week would also trigger a tiebreaker scenario with them on 12 points with Moxley and each man holding a tiebreaker over one of the others. I legitimately think this is going to be Moxley, Jay White, and Swerve in a triple threat. Okay. I think that's where that's going to go. Blue League, I have no idea. Yeah. They wouldn't do two as, triple threats. That would kind of no, defeat the whole no. purpose of the tournament. Uh, and, and having a five-way would just be ridiculous. Yes. No, nobody wants that. But I just want to very quickly say, Tony Khan, it, there's, there's like two weeks left in the year, my dude. You're making me in real time do math to an audience of sevens. I can't, I can't do this. Like you're, you're sucking your will to live. Absolutely sucking my will to live. Yeah. And what's worse is I'm pretty sure Ric Flair is going to be on television again soon. Well, New Year's resolution for less math and less Ric Flair and more flippy do's on Fridays. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! 
This is the, the Rough House, Rough House, House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. New from the Rough House podcast, it's the Rough House Music Volume 1. Justin Piss Poorly Sings the Classics. That's the same brand new round of bread, something bumping, something bread, from Roshamus. Plus other popular themes such as... Voices be my brain, I have some thoughts, they talk to me, I say some shit. Bye, Brandy on. Ha! And who could forget? You think you know who I am? Pow! Pow to say! It is cloudy out, and they think there might be rain. I know, Christian, we're a tag team, and I think that we were vampires. That's a thing. Scrapping down with my neck. You'll also get. You know that I'm from America. It is just south of Canada. It is just north of Mexico. Red, white, and blue. We prefer white. That's right. Justin Piss Poorly sings the classics, including. Horns, hip hop. My time is happening. My time is not right now. My time is happening. Hip hop. Hey, I'm a fucking Marine. Here's a goddamn salute. Urgh, here's a shitty top kick. I'm Cena. And the legendary. <laughs> you think I'm cute. You know I'm sexy. I used to be partnered up with Marty Giannetti. Kicked him in the face. Then he was out of work. And I still had a job, and he fell on hard times. I'm just successful boy, successful boy. I'm so successful boy, successful boy. My best friend's Triple H. It's Triple H. I'm just successful boy. I wear camo. Plus, soon-to-be classics like. It's a big man. He's got about some lie, yo. This giant. He was thrown off a building in WCW, but he was okay. And then he came over and had long hair and tried his own catchphrase. Said that's the final word, but it didn't catch on. So he only did it once. And I'm here to show I'm here to show Got my hair dyed, and I, I had sex with Vicky and AJ, both cool. I'm Ziggler, here to show the world. Here, hey, look, world. It's the Rough House Music Volume 1. Justin Piss Poorly Sings the Classics. Available this Christmas at Sam Goody, Music Town, Empire Records, and The Wall. Pre-order now and receive Kristoff's Cat for no added fee. The Rough House Music, destroying your childhood worse than Vince McMahon on a cocaine bender ever could.